Welcome into a special edition of the Huskies Warming House podcast. Uh, really excited to bring this content out to our listeners and a special edition because we are joined by our future co-host is going to be with us on the show, Ben Holden. Ben, great to have you in here alongside also my co-host, Nick Maxson. Ben, uh, how are you doing on this Tuesday uh, afternoon, evening, if you will? What are you up to uh, on January 5th here? Well, um, first of all, thanks for having me in. It's always fun talking with you guys. And uh, as you mentioned there, I'm excited to get going with you guys in a week and a half and, and keep talking some puck and, uh, and be involved with you guys. And that's an awesome honor. I'm, I'm grateful for that. So uh, that'll be fun. And just uh, the last couple of days have been, uh, been busy um, in a good way. Um, you know, moving on from CBS, obviously, is, is front and center with me and um, I'm, I'm absolutely blown away by the response that I've gotten from people and the people that have called me and reached out to me. And it's just, it's very humbling guys. And, uh, you know, Noah, you and I talked on uh, Saturday and, and did the preview and when Nick was doing other things and you needed somebody to fill a couple of minutes. So you called me and that's cool. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's been, uh, it's been crazy, but it's been good and, you know, I'm moving forward and, and uh, just so appreciative of all the hockey fans out there that have reached out. I mean, from coaches to players, from Mike Snee at College Hockey Inc. called me today, and Nate Yule reached out, and John Feinstein reached out to me. That I worked with John a couple years at Army when I was doing their games for nine years, and you know, it's just been uh, it's been very humbling. I'm very grateful for that. Appreciate all the support. As I've told everybody, I'm not done. Um, this is a temporary thing, and um, you know, change is part of life and I just got to pull up my, my bootstraps like I've been doing for the last week and, and get out there and let people know I'm available and, and go through some things and, and see what happens. So, uh, that's, that's kind of where I'm at guys. Ben, as a broadcaster and granted you're, I would call an established broadcaster. I'm trying to break into the business. Uh, but it's amazing how, when you look back at, as a broadcaster, you know, you kind of take a step out of the, the broadcaster's bubble, if you want to call it and really understand and reflect, you know, kind of what you mean to people. I, I think there's no question, you know, when people hear about the NCHC conference and they talk about how you hear about it, how you watch it, there's no question the first thing that comes to people's mind is Ben Holden and the passion you exude, how well you call the game. And, 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 you know, with the amount of people reaching out to you, uh, like I said, via coaches, players, both current and former uh, mm -hmm. to talk about through this time. I mean, what has college hockey and more specifically the NCHC conference meant to you over these last you know, few years? That's a great question, Nick. And it's meant everything to me. It's hockey is hands down my favorite sport. It always has been. Um, you know, and I've done a lot, as you guys know, and people that, you know, I've watched and, and followed and those things. And I, I love, I just love competition, but there's something about hockey to me that just, it, it's special. It's, it's my passion. It's my love. It's what's in my heart. Um, I always wanted to be a player and, you know, found out I wasn't good enough at high school. And, you know, my dream was to play at Michigan State. I grew up 15 minutes from Mount Ice Arena. And, you know, first game I ever did as a professional was St. Lawrence of Michigan State back in October of 04 when I started as a professional play-by-play -play announcer. And that was all I did. And that's all I've done since. Um, the conference from the leadership, from Josh Fenton, the commissioner, down through that office to every coach, whether they're a head coach, they're an assistant coach, they're an equipment person, they're a trainer, they're an assistant equipment guy, whatever, to the players, Fans are amazing. I love to interact with people, guys. I, I, 
I don't think there's enough interaction in the world. Um, and, you know, this pandemic and COVID certainly hasn't helped that. You know, we're doing a lot of this, but that's cool. It still allows us to connect. But, you know, I'm a handshake and a hug guy. That's me. And, and I miss that. But the league has been awesome. I mean, it, it, it's not even close. I mean, it's the best league in the country. It has been for the seven years it's been around, now in year eight. And, uh, you know, Starman and I and Shereen were on that first game down in Oxford, Ohio, and Miami played North Dakota. And the next game was out in Colorado College. And, you know, it's it's all I've known from basically in terms of college hockey. It's from mid-October when the season starts through the frozen face-off. And it's just – another thing that I, I'm big on is relationships and friendships. And I've met some of the best people I've ever met anywhere in my career, anywhere in my life in this conference – whether they're administrators, whether they're ADs and, you know, whether they're coaches, equipment, you know, the, the list of people I mentioned, the fellow broadcasters. I mean, I've heard from a lot of people in that regard too, since, you know, a couple of days ago when my news came out of me not being a CBS anymore. And, and so that's important to me and you can't take that away. And, you know, it's just something that I'm a sentimental guy at heart. I care. I'm a Scorpio, so I wrap everything and embrace it. And that's just how I am. And uh, I'm passionate about it. And hopefully it's not the last college hockey game I'll do. If it is, it is. But I don't feel like it is, boys. I feel like this is a temporary thing. And we all go through things in life. I went through a divorce. And this reminds me of that in a way because of the amount of time I spent there, because of the amount of blood, sweat, and tears, not just mine but all the people I worked with, countless people I were, I mean, I could go on for two hours and name people I've worked with, whether they were audio people, whether they were camera people, whether they were technical directors, directors, producers, stage managers, stat people, spotters. It's, you don't get anywhere and, and stay in one place for that long without friendships and relationships and things going right and working hard together. And I know I'm going on and on, but, the emotions flowing and, you know, I'm just happy to talk with you guys about it. It's, you know, for me, it's, it's part of the healing process. You know, it's, it's not like I spent two years in one place, you know, it was, it was over a decade. I mean, how many decades do we get in our life? You know, most people on average seven or eight, you know, if they're lucky. And so that's a big chunk of my life that I'll never forget. And I'm incredibly grateful for all the great places it's taken me and, you know, I mean, I really want to do the tournament last year at the X, man. That thing would have been off the hook, boys. St. Cloud was coming on last year. You know, North Dakota was on their run. Duluth was on their run. And, you know, it's a shame it happened, but it's the way the world changed. And hopefully, uh, you know, in the next year or two, we can get back to the way it was. I kind of want to tie this uh, all together a little bit. And it reminds me a little bit of when we talked to Bob Motzko on our show way back in episode number like 18 or 19. And Bob had talked about at th after 13 years at St. Cloud State, he got to leave on his own terms and not many people get to do that. And I think oh. that's, I think it's important to clarify that Ben and Ben, I, I kind of, first of all, I, I do kind of want to want you to kind of give listeners an idea of how in depth or not in depth, you're going to go about various aspects of this process. Cause I think people are yearning for the, the answer of where you're going to draw the line. So I hope that you can provide that for us. But when I mentioned that, I also kind of want you to talk about the NCHC pod. And one of the things that you mentioned to us off the air 
is how refreshing it was to go to the pod and just be able to call hockey games. And I, I think regardless of how in-depth you go into your answer here, I think that gives a lot of clarity to to the situation. So if you could elaborate on both your time in the pod and just your general situation for our listeners. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you this. I mean, I, it happened two days before Christmas. Uh, I was told via text and that's the way it went down. And, uh, you know, I didn't say anything until yesterday publicly. And I felt like one, I needed to do that for my own peace of mind. And what I mean by that is, yeah, of course you're going to be upset. Of course you're going to be angry. Of course you're going to have all these mixed emotions and these feelings. But for me, I think positivity is a big thing in life. And I pride myself in that. Yeah, we all get down. Yeah, we all have moments. I mean, there were a couple of days where my girlfriend was ready to kick me out of the house. I was just having bad days. It was tough. There's a lot of uncertainty already. And then you throw in that and you're, you know, now I'm in a position where, I mean, I honestly haven't looked for a job guys since I went to the American hockey league in 2009, I was there for two years. I was at CBS and worked for, I was a freelance. I was all over I, from like Oh four to Oh nine. I was working at times. I was working for six people. Um, Went to Cleveland for two, got divorced, came back, was with CBS since. And then my role grew there Um, because prior to that, I was just calling hockey. And, you know, obviously doing Army, I got an – I mean, you guys see the shirt I'm wearing. I mean, that's – that means so much to me to have done their games for nine years. And uh, their fans are, are very similar to the fans in our conference. They're passionate. They're knowledgeable. They're They're loyal. They stick by no matter what. And and there were some rough years at Army the first couple years I was there. I mean, I wanted to dive out the press box the first couple years. I think they won three games. And I'm like, I'd look up like, what is the purpose of this? You know, early in my early my tenure there. Like, what? And then all of a sudden, you know, I go through three years there as as the play-by-play guy on television for their games, and they have the best three-year run they've ever had in the history of West Point. Think about that. The history of West, they played football there for 130 years. And Heisman Trophy winners, national championships. And it's it's just a powerful place. And to go through that, and I had some amazing partners there. Um, my first partner was Randy Cross, who'd done Super Bowls and was a Super Bowl winner with the 49ers. I learned a lot from Randy. And then I had Kevin O'Connell the next year, and Kevin was a quarterback. He was drafted by New England, he backed up Tom Brady, got hurt. Now he's been a successful offensive coordinator. I had Tom Bradley in there as well, the longtime DC at Penn State, great friend. Um, still talk to him. And then Feely, Jay Feely and I were together for four years. And, you know, those were those were some of the best years I had as a as a football play-by-play guy with Jay. Because it was we were I I, I maintained a friendship with him like I've never maintained. Well, I shouldn't say never with very few people I've worked with as, as a play-by-play and an analyst. And the guy would give you the shirt off his back, man. He's a great human being. And, uh, you know, in, in the last couple of years with Ross Tucker, who's a great analyst and I think is a star. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, guys, because, again, emotions and all that. But, um, you know, I, I just I guess back to, you know, making it public yesterday, I just felt for me, that was part of the healing process um, to let go and move forward and, and carry on with that positivity like I've carried on in my life and my career. And, and two, <laughs> to let people know I'm available. 
you know, to let people know I'm a free agent and, and I want to get to where I ultimately want to get. And, and I have the freedom to do that now. Again, that's me being positive. Um, you know, my girlfriend put it best guys. The night it happened, the day it happened, she said there was one road before and that was great. It was a hell of a road, a hell of a road. You don't spend 11 years anywhere in life doing anything if things aren't good. And they were really good. Um, and she said, you know, now you have all these different roads you can go down. And it really brought some clarity and levity to the situation for me. Because when it happens, you're like, you doubt and you have all these fears and horrible things go through your mind. And, you know, and, 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 and that took a couple of days to go away. Um, the last three, four days have been in a really good place. So just, just attacking it. Like I've always done boys, you know, pull up the bootstraps, pull the boots up, go to work, man, and, and be positive. And, you know, um, I believe in karma when you throw good things out in the world, good things are come back. And, uh, you know, I'm just grateful to have those things and, and to be where I'm at. I don't think I answered your question about the NCHC. Noah. sorry, but no, that's okay. I was actually, I was actually just going to say, I don't think you're going to be, be a free agent for long, but you did mention, uh, um, you know, broadcasters that you feel are essentially a star with you. Um, let's go to that NCHC pod and a guy that has star in his name and Dave's, uh, you know, how, how nice was it uh, to be able to just call hockey games with Dave? And I guess more, moreover than just how, how great was the pod, but where does it put you in perspective for kind of what you feel that you want out of your career moving forward? I guess for people who know that you're available, I mean, what are some things that I, I know that, you know, you kind of sometimes have to take what's given to you a little bit, but what are some yeah. things where you would hope to be in your career by the end? Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, I'm putting on a bit of a happier face here and not so emotional, but uh, I think people understand. Um, it was awesome. I mean, it was 24 seven hockey, there were two days that Dave and I, and Dave is a star. I love Dave. He's a brother. He's a friend. He's been, he's the other guy, him and Jay. Those are the two partners I've had in my career. And Sean Ritzel and I would add to that too. Sean and I had a lot of success together. Sean's a great friend. Um, we worked together for a long time doing regionals for ESPN and, and doing stuff here locally in Michigan. He spent time with me in the American League. Um, he was that good of a, an analyst and that good of a friend. So those three guys would be the three that I would say, are, are my, those are the three I was kind of referring to earlier. As far as Dave goes, man, there's nobody better out there, man. Dave should be in the national hockey league. He really should. He's incredibly good. I've never, him and him and Jay are the two guys that I've worked with that I've never seen anybody prepare better as an analyst. Both those guys. Phenomenal. I mean, he's doing work up until, Hey, Penny, when do they need me? And I'm sitting there in the stool. Uh, we're ready to do the open dude. And he's still doing work. He's still doing work. You know, it's Nick, you know, this year you do some play by play and have done. And, you know, it, it, it's it, the preparation's different for a play by play guy as, an, it prefer, as, as it is for an analyst. It's just different. I'm not watching, you know, the, you know, F2 and F3, man. I mean, some guys do, but I just don't get that deep because I don't feel I need to, especially when I have a guy like Dave to my right because he knows. And, I wish I could go back to that thing today, boys. That's how much fun it was. It was, uh, it was one of the best experiences I've had in my career. It just, it was all hockey. It was all hockey, man. We had two days where we both shut it down 
and we texted or called, however we did it, a little bit of both. And we were just like, no rink, no nothing, no work. We just had to recharge. It's going to happen. He did 20 games, and I want to say it was 18 days, and mine was 20 and 23. So I was there the entire thing. He had to go because he had to do the World Junior, and he's doing a bang-up job on that like he always does. Um, so that was the only time I really hit the wall, man, but it was – it was awesome, man, to be in there with the people from Midco, you know, and Alex and Jake, people know them from their games at North Dakota. Those guys do an awesome job. And, uh, you know, I'll get a little sappy here, but Jake Brand is one hell of a guy. And I didn't really know Jake. And we were together five minutes and it was over. Like we were inseparable the rest of that thing. You know, we just, he's a great human being and we had a lot of fun working together and, all their people on their crew were just incredible pros. It was refreshing to go in and do that many games. I felt like I was back in the American League. You know, it just not as many games, but American League, I used to do fours and fives, three and fours, three and threes. I mean, that's a grind. And, you know, you're waking up in a city and you're like, what city am I? And you open the curtain. Okay, I know where I'm at. The coffee shop's that way, three blocks. I mean, it got like that. When you get into February and early March, it gets like that. And it was incredibly well done. Mike Kemp, Josh Fenton, everybody that was involved. It was absolutely awesome. I would do it again. If they called me tonight and said, we're doing one, I'd be on the first plane out tomorrow. I'll put it that way, guys. It was great. Ben, I, I kind of want to go back uh, to this because at, at the end of it, there, there are some rumors. We addressed this on our episode yesterday that the NCHC is considering a playoff pod per se, or maybe even a pod to maybe wrap up the regular season, maybe plus the playoffs. Again, still yet to be determined. This is not an official announcement, but there's some rumblings that this may be something. Uh, so yes, maybe you're in a new role or could be in a new role, but this doesn't mean you may have called your last game in the NCHC. You, you certainly oh. could return. And I guess my second part to the question is, and I know Noah kind of alluded to it a little bit, which is, I think, and you've expressed this to us, at least off the air, I'll give you a chance to kind of, you know, open up the wings a little bit on this one. Yeah. Is I, I think you and I both, I think, share the same, uh, I guess, desire is that if you had anywhere you wanted to go next in your career, it would be with a specific team, stick with them, get to know them. That would be kind of, you know, if you had the opportunity to pick and choose, that's what you would want to do. Yeah, it really is at this stage. I mean, you know, I've re I've reached out to American league teams, you know, since things have changed in my life. I mean, I'll, I'm fine talking about that. I mean, um, nothing's come of it yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, guys, I'm 50, man. You know, um, I don't feel like I'm old. I don't mean it that way. But I don't know that I want to continue to to do what I was doing. Um, matter of fact, I know I don't. Um, I would love to get with a team and be with a team for another 20 years. That's That would be the dream for me, would be to get with a team, stay with them the rest of my career, call the sport that I – this sounds corny and cliched, but – Little Herb Brooks on you here. I feel like I was born to be a hockey announcer. I just do. And even with all the other stuff I've done and, and we'll do moving forward when we get through COVID and those things and things get a little bit back to normal, that's ultimately what I'd like to do. Um, if that's not an option right away, I have some other things that hopefully come through here in the next week or two, or maybe a little bit longer in one case. Um, then maybe do that, you know, be kind of the niche guy and, you know, do two or three different sports and do packages that way. 
and, and build around it, you know, do some other things around it. Um, you know, and kind of have, kind of have a little bit more control in my life. Um, I mean, I got a lot of friends that have their own businesses, you know, and, and they're in control and not that I'm, yeah, of course we're all control freaks. Let's be honest. We want to be in control, but you know, to what extent, um, you know, that's, that's nice to have a little bit of that back, you know, or not a little bit, all of it. Um, Cause now somebody calls and Hey, why don't you for something in April and somebody calls, Hey, I want you for something in February. Great. Goes on the calendar. We do it. Um, so, but yeah, I, I'd love to get with the team guys and, and be with the team for really the rest of my career in the, in the right fit. You know, if, if I got to go somewhere a year or two or whatever, and, you know, wait for things to position where it's, you know, openings are created, you know, I think people need to realize how difficult it is to get jobs in the national hockey league per se. Um, you know, I was in the American league and for two years and was got divorced and needed to raise my son. He was eight at the time. And that was my dream, but the next 11 years were pretty darn good. And uh, now it's on to the next phase. And I'd love to get back to that. I love being in the rink. I love being down on the bench, running the door for practice. I did that all the time with Lake Erie. I was embedded with those guys as far as I could be embedded. I did everything they did except skate. And there are so many guys that I have friendships with from that team. Um, you know, it's just, it's powerful, man. And um, I love being a part of a team like that. There was, there was always a special feeling, whether we got on the bus, we got on a plane together, like, let's do this. Let's go. It's time to go to work. And I always used to joke, excuse me with David Quinn, now the Rangers coach, for those that don't know, he was a coach that was there for two years when I was there. And I would always joke with Quinny at the end, Hey, let's get our two and get the hell out of here. You know, get our two points and get the hell out of town. And uh, you know, we might've had a little more uh, expletive to that, but we didn't use it on the air. You know what I mean? And you know, that was just, just that mentality, you know, it's, the, the world that I've lived in as a broadcaster, really, with the exception of the two years in Cleveland, I've been with my crew. That's my family, you know, producers, directors, you know, you, you build close to them, especially on a football package. There's nothing else in, in sports television to me, like doing a football package. It's just, it's seven days a week. You're married to it and you better know everything you can know. You can't not turn over every stone. You, you just have to know. And you go through so much to get to game day. And when you get through the game, it's like, you know, it's like, it's different than hockey, man. You guys know it's hockey's 210, 215. It's wham, bam, it's fast and it's over, you know? And, and there's not 30 seconds between every play where you're telling stories. And I love that. I love telling stories. And, you know, it's just, but yeah, long answer. I know I talk for a living, but. I'd love to get back with a team. That would be incredible. And that would, that's certainly my number one goal right now is to do that um, and, and see what happens in the world. I was going to say, I, I, I didn't take you for a talker, Ben. This is the first time I guess <laughs> you, you've come out of your shell. Um, the, the one, You're going to need one, a stopwatch on these weekend shows. <laughs> the, the one, Although Nick's pretty good, man. We taped something earlier. He's got a mind. Oh, yeah. the, the, one thing, the one thing I wanted to ask and put in perspective for people. So Nick and I, um, especially Nick does play-by-play. Me, I, I, can't, I can't do play-by-play. My brain is too busy assessing the game. But um, uh, not, that, not that Nick's isn't either. either. He's just that 
veteran and that talented. But uh, yeah. I, one thing I kind of wanted to put in perspective for people too, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, when you talked about being uh, in Lake Erie, you did everything but skate. You didn't really grow up as a hockey player per se, did you? So, I mean, I, mean, I guess. No. That, you know, no. And Here's that's, why I grew up a hockey player. Can you see that? Kind of. <laughs> there you go. Miracle. Miracle on ice. you see the date on that? Oh, yeah. That's my dad's birthday. I was nine years old, 1980. And uh, that's that's the original. And, and that's, that's – and, Wow. And that's where – I think, you know, when I think of a guy like Doc Emmerich is probably the most well-known representative of that. People who, you know, were were not, you know, these high-level hockey players, and Grant and Nick and I weren't by any means either, but I think it speaks volumes for you to do what you do and learn the craft and be able to, you know, be in a league like the AHL, you know, or the, the NCHC because, you know, Nick and I, we grew up playing the game but for you i think it speaks volumes for that so i mean for you you know wh- where did you know that your love was the game of hockey where did you finally say okay damn this is cool this is what i want to do besides that <laughs> <laughs> i mean what i mean it was, did you know at that, that moment did you say you know or i, sh- I should rephrase and say you <laughs> wanted to do this but then it was kind of like you started, you started doing it and you realize I have a knack for this. I have a passion for this. I have a skill set for this. I can be a hockey broadcaster and I'm going to run with it. Wow. You're making me think, man, you're going to give me all sappy and emotional again here. Um, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know, man. I think, God, that's a really good question. Noah. Um, first time for everything. Yeah, blind squirrel finds a nut, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just remember Darren McCarty saying that with the wings, man. Um, no, I mean, I think, you know, I fell in love because of that. Um, I remember that night I had a little small pond on the side of my house where I grew up in Holt, Michigan. And my buddy Andy Shepard and I were out there with golf clubs and peanut butter tops, metal Jif peanut butter playing hockey. And that's where it started. It really did. And I remember one time, day or two later, I, you know, shot one and cut his eye. And my mom, we were nine years old, you know. But anyway, I think, you know, having that, then I started to play the sport. Um, and it was really the only sport I was any good at. You know, I was a basketball fan. I grew up in the, basically in the hometown of Magic Johnson. So, you know, again, I was nine years old when they won the national championship in 79. I, I think it was, the sport gave me so much, guys. It just gave me so much in high school. I played in Traverse City and, you know, in Northern Michigan, played in the best league at the time in the state of Michigan. We played Alpena, Escanaba, Marquette, the Sioux. Those were, that was our league. And I wasn't, I was a fourth line plumber, man. You know, I mean, that's, that was my role. Get in front of the net, take a beating, dig pucks, give it to the guys with skill, let them do their thing, man. And I think that part in me as a broadcaster it's, it comes out all the time. I mean, Nick knows Vidi Mietinen. Sorry, Vidi, because I called him Mittenen for three weeks, but that's what the pronouncer said. But nevertheless, but now I know. Like, guys like that, they're special player. Guys like Brodzinski, they can just rip the puck, man. They're just they're going to get theirs. I never had that. And so it translated because of the way I was as a high school player and my love and my affection for the bottom six. Any coach in the NCHC, 
they're going to, they're not, they know that I'm going to ask them about their bottom six guys because they're glue guys. We know that we're all hockey guys there. You've got to have a good bottom six. As far as the broadcasting part of it goes, Noah, to your question, I think it's just, it's my speed. It's like, it's up tempo. It's energetic. It's fast. It's moving. I just, I mean, I, I started doing high school games here in the Detroit area when I got out of broadcast school. I went to a trade school for 10 months, Bex Howard, and, and I was doing games then. And I just, it was just, it felt the most natural to me. One, because I understood the game better than any other game. And two, I, I just, the game gave me so much. And, and I just, I love the game. I, I Yeah. Ben, let's actually switch gears a little bit just because sure. the game of hockey is is fantastic, obviously. Um, St. Cloud, a nice little split against UMD, uh, kind of flip-flopping spots a little bit in terms of the, the top 10, but, I mean, it's all the same, really. Um, no. St. Cloud State, I mean, again, uh, a little bit of a different effort between uh, Saturday and Sunday. I keep wanting to say Friday, Saturday, just because it's <laughs> so ingrained in my brain. Uh, but then maybe you just got to get your balls kicked a little bit, maybe just, you know, kind of reshakes the brain a little bit. But we can take it, right? So we can do it. Um, at the end of it, uh, St. Cloud took a little bit of a beating on Saturday night. They, they came back and actually are the ones dictating the beating. Um, St. Cloud is a team where they're definitely a team that's built on speed. They're built on, you know, front end skill. And it, we talked about it with Dave Shack a couple of different times. And that is this team has to have that also the mental just commitment to being a little bit more gritty, to be able to engage yeah. in those physical battles uh, in the pod. Did you see, is that would be an accurate assessment you think of St. Cloud as, you know, the speed and the skill game and, you know, but the, if, there's a next level to the team that has to come from their physical play. Uh, yeah, I agree with Dave. I mean, I think that's spot on. I mean, I, Dave and I, I forget what game it was. Cause you know, we were talking earlier, some of the days ran together in the game. Like one of the funnier moments was when Alex Heinert said to Dave, Hey, we're going to look at these highlights from two days ago or from the last time they met. And Dave's like, when was that? And he goes, two days ago, he goes, you did the game. So a lot of things ran together. I, I had a couple moments like that too, but to your point, Nick, I, I think it was, I don't know if it was the first night. It was the second night because they played the first night. They played Western. And that was the game after Duluth played Omaha and on day one. And I think it was the second game. And I said to Dave, I go, I saw a lot of Michigan teams back in the – from 04 to like 09. And those teams, there were few teams in the country that could get up and down the ice like those teams. And Dave brought up Boston College. And it's, to me, it's a different level of their speed, but to your point, Nick, yeah, I think they need to get into those more, more of those situations and win more battles. Like I love the way Sam Hench has played. He was a man on a mission and thanks. You guys were the ones that texted me on that nugget, by the way, that he hadn't scored since December 7th of 19, right? Yes. Yeah. Got it. Still right there. And then he bangs in a couple of the next game. Um, like he's a guy that I think can be a major player in that I'm not singling him out, but I think what I'm saying is he's got the speed and all those other things. And that's a part of his game that look, he's a draft pick. We know that. And when, when he goes to the American league, when he goes, that's something he's going to have to do. Guys are going to have, you, you can't just go in there and be Danny dangles, man. It don't work that way. So he's a guy, there's lots of guys. I'm not, again, I'm not singling Sam out, but he came to mind because I saw him doing some of that in Omaha, even the fins, the flying fins, man, those guys, Cronel is a pain in the ass. Like he gets in there and he's, he's got some abrasiveness to his game. I think, I think Mietman does my saying it right. Yes. 
Miettinen, I think Miettinen's got that too in him. And those Finns, they got an edge. And, and I think if they can get that throughout their lineup with guys like I mentioned and other guys, that yeah, it's going to make them a tougher team. Let's be honest. I mean, that they've had some amazing teams there and some amazing disappointments. And I think they've got a coach and a staff in there now that they're completely comfortable now. It's been, what, three years for Brett? He's in his third years, year. Yep, yep. The guy can coach, man. And, and Shyak's a great assistant. And Nick Oliver is an up-and-coming guy. And not that far removed. And so if they're going to go to that level, I think you're right, man. I think they've got to get a little bit more abrasiveness throughout the lineup. It can't just be a couple guys. And I love Cockrell. I mean, he's, a, he's that kind of guy, too. He's got grit. He's got sandpaper. He's got, you know – He's got the ability to move the puck and skate. He can do it all. So, yeah, I think you're right on with that, Nick. Ben, I, I got to say, um, it, it's kind of funny. I'm glad you mentioned when we threw that Hench's stat at, at you. Have you, ever, <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever seen the meme uh, of Leonardo DiCaprio? I forget what movie he's in, but yes. he's got a beer in his head. He's pointing at the TV. I yes. swear. So, so <laughs> we sent that to you, and then you yeah. said it on the air. And I, I was literally like that. I was like <laughs> – so we sent that to him. That's amazing. And I also, hey, I, I love in, in, in the age of COVID, we don't have, we didn't have a staff person up there. So you guys were helping me. So thank you. I also love the fact that um, when we said that to you, that was like the minute in between intermissions. So that means that you were looking at your phone and had oh, time to respond oh, yeah. to us in between it. It was just, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, man. You talked about some bottom six guys. I like how you mentioned Jared Cockrell. We mentioned yep. in our show that, you know, a guy like Will Hammer really goes under the radar. Yeah, he's another guy. He's is there so a guy good. for the Huskies that you feel is an under the radar guy when you watch him in the pod? Because we love talking about Nick Perbix. We love talking about Mietnin and Brodzinski. But is there a guy to you that you looked at and was, were just kind of like, you know, or a, a specific line or unit that you thought still didn't get the love they deserved? Um. Well, the Flying Fins and Brodzinski did it because I made sure of that, but they played damn good in there. So when we when the games I did, uh, they did. You know, there's a guy that I've always liked on their team. Uh, there's a couple, but one specifically to your point, Noah, and that's Micah Miller. I mean, and, and Brett and I and Dave, when we Dave and I visited with every coach the week leading up to the pot, we spent an hour or so on the phone. So Dave and I had a found, I mean, look, we're familiar. We've done games in the league since it's been around, but it's a new year. You know, it's a weird year, you know, like Western Michigan, they had 10 games. They played Dave kept saying scrimmages. Andy Murray's like, they weren't scrimmages. They were games. <laughs> like, but, and, and that's, I love Andy, but it, just things like that. So with your guys with St. Cloud, I, I brought up to Brett and he Miller is a guy I think has a shot to play at the next level. I'm not saying he's going to play in the National Hockey League in a year or two. I think he could. His skating and his strength is awesome. He And Brett and I got talking about it, and I, I threw out a football analogy. I said, he reminds me of a running back that just runs downhill, man, just right at you. He takes the play to you. And he said, yeah, I can see that. And, we, you know, maybe a safety, maybe a linebacker coming down an alley. He's such a powerful skater. I thought Nolan Walker was another guy in there. I thought Walker played really well. Um, he's a guy, you know, kind of an under the radar to your question, Noah. Um, but I, I really, I've always liked Miller. I've always liked the way he plays. He plays with an edge. He play. he takes the game to them. He makes you defend. 
and, and I love that in players. I mean, he's, he gets me fired up as you can tell. I, I just think he's got a shot. I really do. I think he's a really good, well-rounded player. So those would be a couple guys. Speaking of, you know, Mike and Miller as a freshman, I do remember him outlegging a future Hobie Baker winner, Scott Perunovich uh, at home to do a nice little dipsy dangle or Hunter Shepard. So you talk about skating and comparing him. Yeah. I mean, he's got the skill, uh, just maybe more consistency to his game. Maybe is really what he needs. Uh, but I agree with your assessment of, of Mike and Miller. I think he's a guy that has a lot of tools, but just needs to be able to pull all the whole toolbox, you know, at consistently every night. And I think he's got uh, a lot of things in his toolbox that maybe I don't even know if he really, really, realizes he does uh, to, to a certain degree. Um, speaking of maybe teams in the NCAA that have a little grit, I'm not surprised by this. Noah's not surprised for this, but Omaha, what a team yeah. they are this year. Because they're a team that's literally built on it that's going to just you know grind you and grind you in the wall. And they're a team that wins by committee. There's nobody like flashy on their squad. They do have some good skill, but you know, not a single name that's going to wow you and, you know, make the S you know, sports center highlight reel. If a hockey play ever makes it on there, which one did finally yesterday. <laughs> I so saw that. that was a nice, that was a nice was goal nasty. there for Arizona States. Yeah. Uh, but for Omaha, I, I mean, truly they're a team that's going to be very tough for some teams to compete with again for the NCAA. They're a real team. And I guess Ben, from what you saw from them in the pod, uh, uh, Omaha, hey, they're real. Yes, they are. But number two, uh, I guess, you know, looking at, some of their matchups and there's this actually I mean are they a team that could really kind of continue their pace and maybe compete for that top spot in the conference you know I think they could <clears throat> excuse me Nick I think they could and you know look we've seen a lot of Omaha teams I mean I remember the team in 15 that was the last year to the regionals uh, for the NCAA tournament when they went to the frozen four you know they had Gensel and you know they had a couple other guys but you know like you said they they weren't I mean Gensel was he was a flashy guy, but I mean, I didn't think he'd go and score 30, 40 goals with every score in the NHL, but great for him. He's a good player. But to your point, I think they have a really nice mix. They've got, a, I think they've got a really good goaltender. I think they've got a really good mix on their back end. They've got a couple guys that can mix it up, play physical, and they got some guys that can jump into the play and help them create offensively. <clears throat> Excuse me. Up front. They've got, I think, in all the years I've seen them, I think they've got far and away the best mix of speed, skill, grit, toughness, you know, defensive awareness, all those things that you got to have. I mean, they, I, I'm thinking of their guys, you know, like the guy that I was impressed, Matt Miller, I think he's a young player. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. He played four years a junior. He's a big body. I was really impressed with him. That 28 Jack Randall. Smaller guy, but he's not afraid to play the body. Um, he was another guy I was impressed with. Um, you know, Taylor Ward towards the end had some good moments. He's a bigger, stronger guy. Um, Kevin Conley, I was really impressed with him. Uh, love his skating and his ability to shoot pucks. They've just got a great mix. They've got a good balance. So, you know, I know right now they're just trying to get back on the ice. They're about, uh, what, two weeks out. And uh, crazy, they're in a bubble for 23 days and – now they can't play again. It's crazy the way things go, right? So, yeah. but I like their team. I do. In in their in their own hometown, nonetheless. Um, right, exactly. <laughs> all right, this is this is my last question, and I'm actually going to make it a New Year's resolution. When I say it's my last question, I'm not going to ask another one. Um, you know, in in your time covering <laughs> Huskies hockey ar around, uh, you know, in your years seeing Saint Cloud State, uh, besides current players on on the team, and I guess you could name one if you can. Who are some other players? I know Robbie Jackson's going to be in this mix, and guys like that. Who are who are guys that are some of your favorite? Uh, <clears throat> maybe either off the ice or just with their you know pure 
natural skill that they bring uh, to a Huskies lineup uh, throughout their history. Yeah, Robbie's up there. Um, I love Newell. Newell is a great dude. Um, sneaky good player. Great mitts. You know, great great ability to score, move pucks, and skate. Jimmy Schultz. I always like talking to Jimmy. I just I like the way he played. Jack Ashan was another guy. Um, you know, uh, Judd Peterson was a guy that I I formed a friendship with. Jacob Benson was another guy. Um, see Dakota, kind of where I'm going there. That you know, North Dakota native. Not everybody's a sniper. Huh? North Dakota native and Jacob Benson, him and I used to yeah. do training camps all the time. Cause him, Jacob, yeah. so Jacob Benson, myself and Mason Morelli, who played for you. Yeah, I knew him. Yeah. Um, Mason grew, grew, grew up an hour from where I was. So I grew up playing hockey with Mason. So yeah, um, that's my claim to fame. I'm not important or anything, but <laughs> he, he's a good dude. I think it was two years ago. We did a story on him at media day. Remember what media day was guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Faintly. We did a sto- <laughs> what? Faintly, I remember what it's like. <laughs> I want to say it was two, maybe three years ago. You would know, Noah. You probably know when he got out of school. But And his grandfather, of course, you know, great yep. former fighting Sue. There I said it. Um, Reg. Yep. But he had blown his knee out and came back. And I remember doing a story. Yeah. So another guy I loved, you know, just the way he played. Did, did, you, um, did you ever hear the story of how he actually blew his knee out by chance? I- yeah, because I did a story on it, but right now I can't. So, so refresh. So, uh, at least from what I've heard the story, I could be wrong because I wasn't there. But a guy um, that I also played against who played Division Three at Concordia by the name of Quinn Fuchs, uh, him and Mason, I believe they're playing ping pong in their basement over Christmas uh, break, and they were they were wrestling. Oof. They were wrestling, and he Uh-oh. ended up they he tackled um, Quinn tackled Mason and he ended up wrenching and tearing whatever it was like oh. his, like his knee, some ligaments in his knee or something like that. So, I mean, cause you imagine being UNO and I mean, this was at a time where he was absolutely rolling, wheeling and dealing, yep. I think his junior year. And I mean, yep. he missed the rest of the season basically. So uh, it's side. He didn't tell me that, but yeah. He didn't, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah. At least that, that's what I, that's what I've been told the story was. Cause I remember being, in Minot, you know, at a skate. And they said, did you hear about Mason? And Mason was walking at the rink, watching his brothers play in a boot. And they, they said, how'd that happen? And someone was like, I heard it was this. And that's the story that I've consistently heard. So who knows? It could be a fluke, but as far as I know, it's just a tough way, but he finished his career very, very nicely. So. He did. Yeah. Um, um, let's see. I'm trying to think, um, you know, Ben Storm is a good guy. I don't Did I ever share this first time I met with you guys when we talked couple months ago about when when storm and i met mm, i don't nope. think so no so well you guys anybody that's listened to me over the years knows that i i rep the mitten hard right great state of michigan right he's from the u he's from he was from uh Lorium, up by calumet you guys probably know where it is up in the keweenaw so again i go back to when i was in the ahl i was with colorado's farm top farm team so i had a lot of avalanche swag and if you remember benny was a Colorado pick. So we all come in, Dave Shereen and I, and, you know, Hey, let's go over to the rink. And I would always drive separate. They drive. Cause a lot of times they would stay after and I'd get what I need and I'd head back and do whatever. So we get to the rink, we're walking in and, you know, I just walked in like I own the place. I just go right on the bench. Right. You know, that's where I'm home. And, and, and Moss was cool with that. And he coached all the coaches were cool with it. And so I hadn't met Ben. And so I'm wearing my, my avalanche, you know, his NHL coat, the big A on it and the mountain and all that. And I'm standing there on the boards, kind of like this. And I got my hand on the boards. I got my table right here, my desk. And I'm just standing there watching guys go by. And, 
you know, guys, hey, Benny, what's up? Hey, what's up? Catch you after practice, whether it was, you know, ball game or morally or whatever. That, and those guys too, man. How can I leave those guys out? And so he, he goes by and he kind of looks and I'm standing there, you know, have avalanche coat on. And he looks at me and he's like, I see him turn to somebody by him and he said something, comes back around. I was like, hey, what's up, Ben? And I hadn't even met him yet. I just knew who he was because he's a giant. He was six foot seven. So I knew it was him, obviously. And he stops the next lap around. He's like, are you with the Avalanche? I go, yeah, I'm one of their head scouts, dude. <laughs> ben Holden, nice to meet you from CBS Sports. <laughs> That's how we met. So he was one of my favorites too, man. I loved him. He was great, dude. I mean, I'm probably leaving people off, guys. Um, you know, the only time St. Claude's went to the Frozen Four, I was fortunate to be on the mic when they went, when they won the regional in Toledo. And, you know, I wasn't real close with many of those guys. I only was around them for the weekend. I did vote that year. Dave and Shereen had nominated me to be on the Hobie panel for three years. And I voted for Drew. Um, and this is always a great debate. I remember the year that Matt Gilroy won it at BU. I don't know if you guys remember back in 09. I was, I did the show with Clay Mavic, St. Cloud, proud St. Cloud alum and a good guy. Clay was the host. I was the reporter. And I remember a lot of people were like, man, Gilroy isn't the best player. He's not the best guy. But all the stuff that LeBlanc went through and just a ton of injuries and to me, it's, it's about the, the body of your career. And I thought he fit that well. And I didn't know him that well. I only did that regional that year with you guys. And then, you know, the next year the, the conference started or no, was that the year? Was that 12, 13? No, that was the, the next year the conference started because Miami was in that regional and they were still in the CCHA as was Notre Dame. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of guys. I, I, I love talking to Rennick. He's a character. Um, I don't talk to goalies much. I usually have left that for the last decade. Dave, Dave's a goalie guy. I'm the fourth line plumber guy. So that's kind of how we do things or did do things. So, I mean, you know, like, you don't, you don't get many goalies that will talk back to you too. Some guys just want to be left alone too. So he's funny, man. You, oh, Nick, you, you guys have talked to him, right? Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> he is hilarious, man. He is. He is a funny dude. Uh, for goalies. He's, he's, he's probably one of those guys that he's not quite the comedy relief as Ilya Brizgolov is concerned, but he's got that <laughs> right. same kind of, he's got that same kind of bubbly personality that you just kind of want to be around. Uh, he's, he's a yeah. good dude. So yeah, uh, he's a fun guy. Last question, and then I think uh, we're going to wrap things up here, Ben. But uh, as far oh. as St. Cloud State teams go, now I know that a couple of years ago, ranked number one in the country, I mean, that was quite the loaded team. Uh, but I want to kind of compare actually that team to this year's squad, only because it's different players. It's it's a different system or whatnot. But, you know, I, this to me, this team for St. Cloud has that it factor that I don't think the last team had. Uh, the last team, I think almost, they were a good team. Let's not, let's, they didn't lose a single game on home ice. But right. you almost need that adversity. You need almost those stepping stones to really prove that you can get over those humps. And I think this team with that veteran presence with Donahue, Cockrell, just to name a couple. Yep. You have some of those young kids. Again, we talk about me at all the time. He's made quite the impression. And by the way, so it's Carter Savoy down at Denver. Holy buckets. Oh. Shoot the puck. Uh, unbelievable. But you, you talk about teams that have that mix, that championship mix, you know, in a weird and weird year, how fitting would it be if St. Cloud State would take this roster and not only go and do good things in the NCHC tournament, but also go on maybe to compete for a national title. Could you see it happen? I could. I mean, I, I, I like what you said, Nick. I think you're right on again. I think, you know, they've got, they've got those, those transfers are brought in for a reason. 
a couple reasons. Uh, one, their experience, and two, to provide leadership. Um, they played a ton of games. I mean, I think Donahue, if I remember correctly, played 121, 122 games at Michigan Tech. Um, you know, guys like that, that they brought in. And, you know, that's the thing that I would look back on the team you're referring to a couple years ago. They had the thing wrapped up in like mid-February. They hadn't played a meaningful game. And that's hard for teams to, to – and they're not the only team that's ever done that in the history of, of college hockey or hockey in general. I mean, look at Tampa Bay a few years ago. I mean, they set records and, you know, they were, they get swept, right, by Columbus. So I think that matters. And there, there is something a little different. I think that would probably be what you said and what I just mentioned was, was those guys they brought in. They've got guys that have played a lot of games. Cockrell's another guy, and there's somebody I'm missing, but um, – and Donahue, but leadership counts. And, you know, I think Purvix – has grown into that role. I mean, the way he's played, you know, I know they had Jimmy back there for, for years and, you know, Ethan Prow was a great leader back there and, and Jack was great back there for him as well, but there is something different. And I, I think they could, I think they could do something special. And, you know, we've, we all know this conference brings out the best in everybody. I mean, there are no, look at Miami. They go into Western and sweep last weekend. I mean, and Chris, Bert, I mean, Chris Bergeron is one of the most honest guys in the world. You know, there were a couple of days on the calls in the pod, man. And Dave and I had to call him, you know, to, to do our prep for that's not that nice game. And it was like, Whoa, you know, just, he didn't have much to say, you know, and the bottom line is it comes down to guys playing, but um, yeah, I, I think they got a nice mix. I really like their team. It's, it seems like it's a different, it's a couple notches up for me. And I, that's, I go back to what we talked about earlier about the speed that they have. And they've always had that at St. Cloud. They've always, but this team seems like they're a little different in that area. You know, guys like Fitzgerald and, and, uh, and Hentges, those guys were just flying out there, man. And, you know, hopefully they can keep going, man. They got a tough weekend ahead at, at Duluth, as we know, and it's never easy to play that team, man. You can never count them out. So they're going to, they're going to earn their battle scars playing, Duluth four times and whoever else is left. And I'll know by next week, I'll be ready to go. I'll know who they got every single game guys. I think, I think Brett Larson said it best where, especially with the experience with Duluth being a three or four seed in the NCAC and coming in and winning national titles. I, uh, you know, that there's just something about being that team that has gone through a little bit of adversity, but still is ready to compete for the top half of the conference. So really hoping uh, to hopefully see St. Cloud in that position and really excited to uh, hopefully have Ben Holden on in the NCHC playoff pod. I mean, people let's, let's get it done right here, right now, but you can't have him on Sundays at 10 AM. He's ours. He's going to be. Wait, is that central or Eastern? That's central. Oh, perfect. I, I was going to say, I say you're the one that doesn't have to worry about the other direction. I don't have to get up right now. I just got to get up and find work. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to bring some humor to this guy's whole thing, right? It let's, keeps me sane, boys. Let's let's add the final story of this, because um, thank you for jumping in that day for the preview. Um, no problem. That, that got uh, a thousand views, and, and it's just awesome to see you promote St. Cloud in the NCHC um, Hockey Conference. But it's funny where – Nick and I were talking and it's incredible to think for some people, let's tell them the story. We might not be sitting here right now with Ben Holden getting ready to be a co-host on our show. If Nick Maxson actually wasn't tied up that day, because it just so happened that I had to contact you because of Nick's stuff. Yeah. And, and when I called you, it was pretty great. I, I, it was, 
I don't know, maybe like 10:45 our like central time. Yeah. And I and I had kind of messaged you and I said, "Hey, can you help uh, help me do this?" And you said, "Yeah, no problem. When do you want to do it?" And I said, "I don't know, like 15 minutes. Does that work?" All of a sudden, phone call. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, maybe he just, you know, wants to confirm to make sure I call him and you know, you're a bright and bubbly guy. Everybody knows that. And I go, hello. Hey, what's up? And you're like, yeah, it's Ben. You're <laughs> like, wait, so, so, so when you want to do this thing? And I'm like, like 15 minutes. I mean, I mean, what do you, what do you need from me? And you're like, Bro, I got to shower and shave. Can we do it in like an hour and a half? And I'm true story. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I only need two minutes from you. That sounds just great. So I, uh, it's pretty amazing what the last four days have uh, transpired for all of us. But nonetheless, Ben, we are so excited to yeah. have you with us. So excited to see what the future holds for people who can actually pay you. That's not us. Um, <laughs> but but uh, um, Nick, I don't think well, I have any. Nick, I don't think I have anything else to add. So uh, with that, uh, we'll bid you. Do you have one thing? You I have, have one thing, thing for the first time. All right. Of course he does. Of course I do. I got I to gotta outshine you somehow. Um, you're, <laughs> it's not you know, hard. It's, it's rough. I don't know about that, Noah, because you're six foot two and I'm five foot nine six if four. I'm a good day. Six on, am I going to have to be mediator in these things when we start doing you this? You might have to be. Sure. Am I going to have to be the dad here? So speaking of which, the initiation <laughs> process to this is, so okay. you talk about waking up on weekend days or weekend mornings. Uh, Noah has this really good skill that he's developed with. He likes to record personalized messages on his Alexa. Mm -hmm. He's got a couple for me. So I think his challenge before next week is for him to record a personalized message for Alexa, for Ben Holden, for him to ring into the, the new trio here. So uh, All right, I'm good with that. that. I... Hold them to that. So <laughs> I can practical joke with the best of them, man. Hey. So. Hey, let's have some fun hey speaking of holding things by the way nick's new year's resolution was that he was going to get back in the gym so i don't know you look still pretty scrawny to me nick i i don't know it's he's fit I, it's thank you it's a it's a it's almost too fit it's it's the diet of pasta and more pastas and well a lot of hamburgers and cheeseburgers i'm surprised i don't look like phil kessel the way my diet is honestly so <laughs> i'm not and i'm not even oh. joking no offense to phil but it's just Man, the double cheeseburgers, they got me. So, well, with <laughs> all right. Well, 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 all I know is the Huskies Warming House podcast got a little bit better looking because we definitely needed help in that department. So, <laughs> so, Ben, we're excited to have you. We're excited to um, it, endorse you in our content with our listeners. Excited to make you a rock solid, true St. Cloud State Huskies hockey fan, the best team in the NCHC. With that being said, uh, Ben and Nick will bid you both adieu. I'm Noah Grant, and uh, we'll see you. Uh, this Sunday for our regular Center Ice View News and Tuesday for our Healthy Scratch interview segment. And then the following Sunday, Ben Holden joins us on the show. Don't forget, women's hockey in action Thursday and Saturday, men's hockey, big grudge match Friday and Saturday in Duluth. I talk way too much, so I'm going to say sayonara from the Huskies Warming House podcast.